what is up guys welcome back to the third episode of the thank god for wrestling podcast i'm host one of two johnny king i'm host two of two cj mcclure after some te- technical difficulties we are back we are back in action i'm just a little slow today but we're going to get into some raw and then we're going to get into some smackdown if we have time we're going to do our special prompt like usual but i'm gonna be honest i really was not a fan of raw this week I really don't have much to say. Like, I watched the whole show for the three hours, but I don't really have much to say. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I did not watch all of Raw. I did catch up on YouTube um, and a little bit on Bleacher Report. I thought it was okay. I have a few positive things to say, but uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. So, the first thing uh, from Raw was Imperium... Versus Riddle and Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew and Riddle ended up taking taking the win. And then they planted a little bit of seeds of like uh, like breakup in Imperium. I don't really want them to break up so soon. But after the match, Ludwig, Kaiser, and uh, Gunther were like frowning upon Vinci. And yeah, I just don't want them to end too early. I definitely don't think it should be premature. I'll play devil's advocate and say that I'm just not that all in on Kaiser and Vinci. I think it is a kind of a solid faction with Imperium. I think eventually to make the group more credible, if you will, and not just Gunther driven, give those guys the tag titles. Yeah. Because yeah. I I like I like when factions have a lot of gold. Yeah, Imperium will look great with all those belts, bro. Especially if Gunther ends up winning the world heavyweight, bro. That would look those pictures would be clean, bro. It would be just the with the belts would look fire. Yeah, facts. And so the next thing was there's Judgment Day filled almost this whole three hours. They had so many segments, but Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins was supposed to have a match. But then a brawl started taking place that included Kevin and Sammy and also the rest of the members of Judgment Day. So it got changed to the main event, which was a six-man uh, tag. And we'll talk about that when we get to it. But yeah, I really didn't honestly want to see a solo match versus Dom and Seth anyway, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I don't like seeing repetitiveness, repeated one-on-one matches, back-to-back weeks, unless we have a solid reason for it. Yeah. You know? So I mean, I... And it's in a way, I actually am kind of glad that they changed the main event to keep it remotely fresh. But, yeah. you know, OK, I love Seth, bro, but I, I got to kind of critique this thing. I, I do like a bit of his not goofy, but just like over the top uh, gimmick and character. But just the wing. I love Buffalo Wings. Don't get me wrong. But just the wing things with Dom, I'm like, dude, first off, you're not even eating them. It's just bite the throw, mm-hmm. bite the throw. Mm-hmm. But second off, I'm just like, I mean, why? You know, I mean, I didn't think it was terrible. We've definitely seen Mercer. I'm just like, yeah. but, but why, you know? Dude, I'm going to be honest. This is a hot take. I do not like this Seth Rollins character, bro. I can't take it. I can't take it serious. Like, it was cool for a little bit, but the laughing, like, nah, bro. I'm kind of over it. Like, I want, I can't take him as serious as I used to take him when he was, like, the architect or, you know? I guess it is getting a little watered down. I remember I didn't like it initially. Like, I remember I didn't like Monday Night Messiah initially. Then it grew on me. I didn't like the visionary initially. But, like, I didn't even like his theme song. But then it grew on me. 
And mm-hmm. I guess the reason I started liking it is because I saw that entrance of the Visionary theme song live. And we were singing it when okay, I went there. Yeah. But so maybe I'm a little biased in that regard. But I don't know, bro. I mean, and, and I, I know you probably have some stuff to say on the World Heavyweight title. And I'm going to go ahead and read your mind on this. It might be time for a title change. Bro, definitely. I think I think it is. I think Finn needs it. Finn needs to go completely like unhinged Finn and just beat Seth and then have the Judgment Day stuff play out. And then I would like to see Finn like solo with the title run as the heel that he know that I know everyone knows he can be, you know. Right. And then after the, uh, the Dominic and Seth stuff took place with Judgment Day. Uh, Logan Paul and Ricochet, they had a promo. They gave Ricochet mic time. We haven't heard Ricochet talk on the mic in I don't know when, bro. He never gets mic time. He just goes in the ring, does flips, and then goes home. But Logan Paul and Ricochet had a war of words, bro. Hot take, Logan Paul destroyed Ricochet, bro. He is better on the mic than Ricochet. Ricochet has never really been that good at cutting promos for the most part. He's had very little moments where it's like, okay, that wasn't bad. I don't want to get too off track, but, you know, I can't help but think back of Cesaro. We all love Cesaro. Freakish athlete, could put on great matches, couldn't really cut a promo. You know, and I think it was Brock Lesnar that said that, you can put on good matches to live long day, but if you can't connect with the audience on the mic remotely, you're not going to be successful. And I just feel like Ricochet, the potential's always been there, but he he hasn't been that good at cutting promos. Like I, I feel like the clip that really kind of describes his promo and his career is I think it was for Money in the Bank or whatever, but he goes, I didn't come here to talk. And Drew goes, then shut up mm-hmm. and just and just cut off. And then Ricochet mm-hmm. didn't say anything else. Whether that was you know, scripted or not. I thought he was a little better this time around. I think he had a little more confidence, but yeah, Logan kind of overshadowed him. But, but be that as it may, I like that they had the segment. I think it was a good segment to build up their match. I like seeing Ricochet, you know, jump over the top rope, land on his feet again, because obviously he's a freakish athlete and he's good at that. Mm-hmm. So I, I still like the segment, but yeah, I mean Logan Paul. I mean, I think he he won the he won the war words, but obviously Ricochet got the last laugh. Yeah, the crowd just didn't pop for Ricochet when he did the flip. Like I thought they were going to going to. So I kind of to be like, fair. I was going to say to be fair, we've seen that before. Yeah, we saw it with Velveteen Dream. So I feel like I just feel like that's still crazy though the fact that he can do that. But is Logan Paul Logan right, Paul- bro? Like he is just kind of there to do crazy TikTok moves, like. So not to like live in the past, but that was a hot take that I didn't get to on our first episode after Money in the Bank. So the hot take was this, and it's kind of similar to what you did, really what Logan Paul said. Ricochet is the new Kofi Kingston, but for Money in the Bank matches. And what I mean by that is, you know how Kofi mm-hmm. has always been in the Royal Rumble match, has been known mm-hmm. for his spots? Like, oh, Kofi mm-hmm. saved himself. Ricochet has been that for ladder matches of the crazy spots he can do. Okay, yeah, I see that. Because Kofi he, he, would never let his feet touch the ground. He would walk in his hands and stuff, and now Ricochet is right. doing it. Yeah, okay, I, I see that. Yeah, like, like they don't get me wrong, love Ricochet. I, I'd like to see him get another, more run. can put on great matches. He can. Mm-hmm. But I think they, they're like, ladder match goes around. 
put Ricochet in for the crazy spots, get the crowd reactions. Yeah. They're not putting him in because they see him as a future world champion, at yeah. least not yet. But th- just, that's just my hot take, and Logan Paul is kind of right in that area. Yeah, I just feel like I just feel like Ricochet is going to be like a permanent mid Carter. That sounds so horrible, but like I don't know. I just don't think I could ever, or I don't think WWE would push him to be like a world champion. He low-key needs a heel turn, but I don't know. See, like, think back with Neville back in the Cruiserweight division. Like, when he turned heel, he, he still put on good matches, but he and he, mm-hmm. and he limited his high-flying moves because why would a heel do high-flying moves that's going to pop the crowd, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I just don't know if, like, let's just say hypothetically he did turn heel to make his character better, then he could become a future world champion. Mm-hmm. How is he going to put on good matches when most of his arsenal is high-flying, flippy stuff? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But even Pac or Neville, but Pac now in AEW, yeah. he still does flippy stuff, but not as much as he used to. He did kind of like cut it down now that he's a heel. He's more like uh, uh just aggressive. And then he does like the crazy splashes and stuff, but like the 450s right. and stuff. But yeah, I feel like he would benefit from a heel turn. I actually like that idea. Yeah. We'll see, but but nonetheless, I I like the segment of move the feud forward. I think they're going to put on a banger at SummerSlam. Yeah. All right, Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark. They let Zoe Stark get the win. I love Zoe Stark. I'm not a hater of Zoe Stark. I love her NXT stuff. I love her on the main roster. But I don't know if she should have got the win versus Becky so early, even though it wasn't completely clean, but it wasn't completely dirty. So it was like kind of in the middle. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just ready for this Trish Zoe Becky stuff to end. I'm be honest. Yeah, I've been trying to play devil's advocate for a while and giving the benefit of the doubt. You know, I love Trish, love Becky. Zoe's starting to grow on me. I think her being with Trish is going to help her in the long run. Triple H clearly sees something in her ever since NXT. But yeah, they got to wrap up the feud at SummerSlam and then give give them else something to do. Yeah, they can't keep drawing it out because now it's just. It's just getting like, bro, it's the same thing every week. Trish coming out saying her boring lines and yeah. But next thing, Maxine Dupree graduates. I already know how you feel about this. You already know how I feel about this. I don't care for it at all. It's not entertaining to me. Little potential of Maxine Dupree, but I'm just not, I mean... I'm more interested in Chelsea Green if that tells you something. Yo, and you're saying, I mean, and just we need to eventually split up Alpha Academy or like give them a new. Well, I guess maybe they're giving them a new feud with the Viking Raiders, and yeah. we already kind of talked about it last week. The Viking Raiders are, I'm not trying to hate, but they're just kind of dead. They need to be repackaged, yeah, and they're not where they're you where they were in NXT. Yeah, and they, I blame that on Vince because that happened to Karrion Cross too. But right. we'll talk about him when we get to SmackDown. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they Valhalla attacked him. The Viking Raiders attacked him. Um, nothing, just some sports entertainer stuff to keep the feud going. They stole the jacket, the varsity jacket. So now I guess their feud is over. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I can tell Triple H isn't writing this one. But uh, next one was Shayna Baszler versus Emma. It was a squash match. But then Shayna and Ronda had a little uh, scrap afterwards. And, bro, they actually looked like they were fighting. They were, like, hitting each other, throwing each other hard. It was crazy. Definitely gave off a little more real 
I should say realistic, but I guess just MMA vibes. And I mean, yeah, I like this. I think it's what it needed to be to move the story forward and, and you know, to build up their match at SummerSlam, give them the time. It's going to be a good match at SummerSlam. And I don't think it'd be a bad idea if they made it a fight pit match, like mm -hmm. with Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not down for either or normal fight pit, but I think they would probably benefit from the fight pit. Yeah, no, nah, a fight pit would be crazy. And I feel like the crowd would be more inclined to see that too. Right. Yeah. And then we have Cody Rhodes cuts a promo. I'm going to actually go to what I said about this. I said <laughs> the American boring mayor, Cody Rhodes. Dude, Cody sucks. And then, dude, I kind of got into like a, like not an argument on Twitter, but I was like, bro, Cody is just like, at this moment in time, I said, Cody Rhodes is just boring. Like, I really don't care what he's doing on the roster at this point in time. And the dude was like, bro, he's one of the greatest. Do you see how he's a great wrestler? Do you see how the crowd reacts? I'm like, I never say he wasn't a great wrestler. I just said at this moment in time, he's boring. And I just say that because I just feel like they don't know what to do with him because they didn't let, he didn't beat Roman. So they just have, he eventually he's going to finish the story, but now they have to figure out what he's going to do in between him not beating Roman and trying to finish the story. And I just think now it's like, because Brock's not here every week. Cody's just coming out, doing these promos, trying to connect with the crowd. And I don't know, maybe it's just not for me. I don't know. That's hot take, though. So do you really think it's so much that he's boring or do you just think you're not as invested as the storyline that he's in in comparison to when he was feuding with roman nah bro on like when he first came i was a fan because i watched him in aw i was like i knew he would fit in wwe but i just feel like he he want like they're gonna obviously he's, he wants to be a face he even said that he doesn't want to be a heel but I just feel like he's so, I don't want to use vanilla, but you know what I mean? He comes out in the same suits, the the clean cut, the same type of promos, trying to pull the emotional strings of the audience. But I just feel like if he would turn heel, bro, he could be such a good heel. Like his New Japan stuff with the Bullet Club, bro, it was so good, bro. Like he was such a great heel. And I feel like he would have he would benefit so much from a heel turn like character wise and wrestling wise, but obviously not company wise. And that's what they're looking for. You know, I agree with you. I think he'd be a good heel. I mean, he's clearly capable of doing it. And maybe this is the first time on our show that we're going to discuss. We full on disagree on something. Yeah, we, I, bro, I, we can. I'm, yeah, yeah right. And I mean, and just, I guess I, I'm going to just play devil's advocate. I mean, and I said it last week, they're, they're, they're taking the long way around. They got to finish everyone else's story in the bloodline and they were going to come back full circle with cody yeah. and roman cody's prophecy came true roman lost everything yet mm -hmm. but the titles and then cody beats him mm -hmm. i i will give you this like yes it is the same entrance same moments same suit yes i i can't argue with that but it's his gimmick it's his character of course it is mm -hmm. look at john cena yeah and I mean, and, and I know he's a part timer now, but and granted, it's for there's a different reason why he's getting the same pops, or I mean, the, the pops he is now because we know he's going to retire in the next few years. But mm -hmm. this is just Cody's gimmick. Look at Undertaker in the home stretch of his career. 
same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, and maybe this isn't a fair comparison. I'm comparing Cody to these legends, but Entrance is still getting pops. They're still singing to his song. Mm-hmm. They're still getting louder every week with the woe. So yeah. he's still staying relevant. And Cody is good at cutting promos. He's much better in his run in WWE now than he was before oh, with sure. cutting promos. And I think, like you already kind of said, he does get the reactions out of the crowd. And Cody speaks with a purpose. He speaks articulate. Mm-hmm. Dude, I almost had a comparison where it was like he like preaches to the crowd. It's almost like he's delivering a sermon, bro. Like okay. especially the way he used, he was like everyone has their own Brock Lesnar in their life. And I was like, and he ain't wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fact, yeah. But um, I, I will say this needs to wrap up at SummerSlam. This is clearly the rubber match like Cody mm-hmm. threw out. Um. I just don't know if Cody's gonna win or not. Bro, he I don't has know. to win, right? He has to, right? Like, like yes. On one hand, it's like yes, he needs to win and make him credible. Like, okay, Cody and Roman have beaten Brock Lesnar clean, hopefully in one point of their careers. So that yeah. makes them like, okay, now they're back again feuding for the title. But I don't know. I guess I mean to look at another perspective. Like, if they're taking the John Cena route after he lost to The Rock to come full circle and win the title. Does he lose this feud to make him go through adversity even more? Yeah, that's one because the whole thing, the whole Rhodes family is built on hard times. Like, right? I mean, I guess it would make for a good like pitcher after like he loses to Brock the third for the last the, the rubber match. He's in the ring, hands on his head. Brock is smiling, so it could make for a good you know story to help him climb back. But I just don't want him to get pushed down too bad where it's hard for him to come back up but then again everyone's still gonna love him anyway so it really doesn't matter what they do with him i guess you could argue if he lost it would still maybe make the crowd get behind him more and it makes him more of the chaser that he is but at the same time when he lost to brock back at clash uh, night of champions you know he didn't tap out he passed and they did that to make him stronger like mm-hmm. i don't compare him to steve austin but like steve didn't tap out to brett like yeah. whoa like he lost like oh he never submitted he never tapped out and mm-hmm. that that got behind steve even more and I mean, mm-hmm. they kind of the same thing with Cody, but patience is key, my friend. Before you know it, it's going to be WrestleMania. Before you know it, the story is going to be finished, and then it's a new era once Roman loses. Yeah, facts. I, I was on Twitter, bro, and this dude was like, he was like, he said the same thing. He was like, Cody is so boring. I'm sorry, y'all. Can we just hurry up and finish the story? And then I replied, I was like, 5,000 woes later, and he finishes the story. <laughs> all right next thing the Miz versus Tommaso Ciampa they had the no DQ match bro I'm loving the new Ciampa it was I I like the match even though it ended in no DQ uh because of Bronson and Reed but that makes me feel like they're gonna reunite DIY so then at SummerSlam we might get a DIY versus the Miz and Bronson which I'm totally down for yeah I'm down for it too uh Johnny has been okay since he came up on the main roster. Granted, he's been injured a few times here and there. Um, first off, Miz's first win of 2023. No, for uh, real. Um, yeah, like you said, good match. I'm liking Champa. Sidebar, bring Johnny Gargano's old theme song back. Yeah, why did they change it? Who is this singing, bro? I, I've noticed that, and I was like, bro, why would they change it? It, like, it doesn't even sound happened. the same. Right, like it's like when they did that last year when he came back, it was just like a deflated balloon going 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was like, like why? I was like, I don't like this. But yeah, I'd be down for that. I just I just hope that Bron this is a short-term thing with Bronson. He needs to have to stay by himself because he yeah. he's a powerhouse and he has the capability yeah. of running through people. But I also hope I'll say this. I hope they bring serious Miz back. Like Miz from like Yo, 2016, 2018. Bro, he could be bro, he could honestly have a short world championship run as a heel because bro yeah i'm i'm forever a miz defender and a Dolph ziggler defender bro i'll forever defend those two i mean i don't think miz has anything left to prove so i don't i wouldn't doubt that he i'm not going to be surprised if he doesn't get a championship run for the rest of his career yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. bros main evented wrestlemania even though that match was and but that's a separate subject. Mm-hmm. Two-time world champion, Money in the Bank. I mean, Grand Slam champion. Yeah, yeah, two-time Grand, Sla- cha- Grand Slam champion. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like, Miz has accomplished a lot. Great on the mic, great character. I think he's, I think he's low-key at the stage of his career where he's in the giving back. Yeah, part. like Dolph. Like, like they yeah, like, know like, their role and know why they're there, you know? Right, like as the veteran. But, no, yeah, I, I say bring him back as serious, serious Miz, especially if they want to have a Johnny Miz feud and, and a Champa Miz feud. Um, but if they're going to bring back DIY, I hope it's, I don't want to say a one-time thing because, because we know the pattern DIY comes back and then they feud, you know, yeah. but for uh-huh. Bronson specifically, I just hope that this is a one-time thing that Bronson and Miz don't become a huge tag team. I don't, I don't know that yeah. that doesn't sound interesting to me. And honestly, we'll, we'll I would maybe like the a Tommaso Champa and Gargano feud on Raw would help the show, you know? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, so. maybe, Maybe build it to the Royal Rumble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sonny Deville and Chelsea Green defeat Caden Carter and Katana Chance. I wasn't mad at uh Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green one because I think Chelsea Green is a star, but I just don't like them being – I don't like Katana and Chance being fed to them. Like, Katana and Chance are, like, a real tag team. They started in NXT. They were NXT tag team champions. They're, like, an actual tag team, not just two girls that were thrown together, you know? Right. Yeah, and that's a valid point. I I wasn't really that interested in this match just because, to be fair, I don't really watch NXT. Mm-hmm. I relatively keep up with it, but I don't keep up with it like I used to in the black and gold era. Mm-hmm. And granted, even in the black and gold era, I would really just watch takeovers and the, the promos would give me all the catching up I needed with yeah. the occasionally articles I'd read on Bleacher Report. I really only watched one full ed- episode of NXT in my life, to tell you the truth. But mm-hmm. I wasn't into this match. Seemed, oh, that's a different match, but that's a, that's a valid point. Yeah, they are a legit tag team versus they're just put together. The other two, yeah. just I don't know. It was filler to me. If I would have been there, I would have. Yeah, went to the it was filler. Match. No, I honestly think I went to make my one of my meals, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. And last thing on Raw, Owen Zane and Rollins versus Mysterio Balor and Priest. This match had like a whole a whole bunch of stuff behind it. Uh, apparently, there was like an argument between the people in the between them backstage and Gorilla after it uh, about the finish and how some spots were messed up. Which some spots were like, uh, Sammy went for a blue thunder bomb and like he messed it up a little bit. I think he went for it on Finn and that kind of didn't work out. And then Finn went for a sling blade on Rollins and like it kind of didn't work out either. So yeah, normally knows technically what the argument was specifically about but they said it wasn't like a fight it was just like uh like a heated discussion after yeah and 
I only saw the blue thunder, but like I was gonna say, like from what I did see on YouTube, it didn't seem that bad. But again, I yeah. didn't see the whole match. Like I saw the blue thunder bomb botch, and like, hear me out. It actually still kind of looked cool, despite being a botch. Like I know, like it looked like he just slipped out of his yeah, hands yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and fit just cool. spun and then landed, yeah. and then they kind of had to improvise. Um, but you know, we were texting about it, and I sent you that video, and to quote Steve and Taker. And it really, it really, in my mind, wasn't that bad. But I'm not a wrestler, and those mm -hmm. wrestlers are their biggest critics, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. just a bad, just a bad night in the business. I again, we weren't there, but my, I'm only going off speculation. I'm sure their heated discussion in the back was just, it was just passion, right? It's their job; they love it. They, they, yeah. they want to do it well. But six man tags are a little hard to coordinate at times. It was the main event of Raw. They, they, they were just probably a little disappointed in themselves learn from it move on and like as fans like i'm not going to be critical on this one mistakes do happen yeah facts all right so that's it for raw now we're going to move on to smackdown um smackdown was very mid i would say the show kicked off with bianca belair saying how she's gonna be oscar in her match later and then she was interrupted by Charlotte Flair. And this is the thing that's crazy, bro. So her and Charlotte Flair came out. And they were basically talking about, like, they were talking about Asuka like she's she's going to lose tonight. Like, she, Bianca was like, once I beat Asuka, you can be the first one to fight for the championship. And Charlotte was like, they were just basically acting like Asuka would just wasn't worthy to be champion. Like, they were already talking in the future, like, uh Bianca was gonna beat her later, which I didn't really appreciate. I don't know. And that makes me feel like they're gonna take the butt off Asuka soon, maybe. I don't know. I just didn't really like the segment at all. Yeah, it, felt it was forced and it kind of felt like we were back in 2010 in the PG era. Yeah. And th this is a hot take for me, man. And I'm not hating, but just I'm kind of tired of Charlotte. Dude, and you know. There's only so much she's accomplished. She's already accomplished what she can accomplish. Right. And, and yeah, like she's already done everything she can. Like does she have nothing left to give, you know? Which we really shouldn't say that because she does have a lot of years in her. And I'm sure they're going to make her a 16 time women's world champion to replicate her father. Fine. Whatever. It's mm -hmm. she is great. She's accomplished a lot daughter of a legend but just i think the reason i'm tired of her because charlotte has always been the same at least bailey changed her character yeah. becky became the man sasha yeah. i guess you could argue was, was always the same but just still found a way to keep herself relevant mm -hmm. and now she's in new japan but i just charlotte has become so repetitive to me and i'm really not trying to hate because charlotte has accomplished she, she has a five-star match under her belt granted dave Meltzer is very controversial but her and rhea ripley put on a five-star match it, that match was great I, I really did like that match and charlotte has put on a lot of great matches in her career so far she has accomplished a lot but i guess to me she's always been the same and also quite frankly i'm tired of the I'm Charlotte Flair. We're going to wrestle for the women's title right now, and she wins in a roll-up or wins in a few minutes. It annoys me. Like, and I'm not, granted, I'm not as in, entirely as educated on Ric Flair because Ric Flair's wrestled for so long. Mm -hmm. But, like, to quote 
to quote um Trish Stratus actually is or, or is all your title reigns very credible if you held them for five minutes or a day I actually like to go back and look at that and fact check how many of Charlotte's title reigns have been a day or a week I mean granted a lot a lot of guys have been like that but guys and women that had relatively short reigns like that but it's just an it, it's it's sometimes annoying to me that championships can be hot potatoed with the exception of the Sasha and Charlotte feud back in 2016. In my mind, mm -hmm. it's like they're killing each other for that title, mm -hmm. kind of like Rock and McFoley did. But I, I don't know, bro. I, I'm really doing my best to not hate because, because Charlotte is great. She, she is. But yeah, it's just I am really am getting a little tired of her character being I'm Ric Flair's daughter or now Ric Flair's just you're – you're my dad because of what mm -hmm. I've accomplished. And she has accomplished a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for repeating myself, but just she's been getting old to me. Yeah. I just feel like um, first, oh, the Zoom meeting says we have 10 minutes left. So whenever it ends, I'm going to just we'll pause and just make a new one. Are you sure it'll save the recording? Yeah, 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 it will. Okay. And then, um, so let me just get back into this. Yeah, I just think there's no like what else can she do, you know? Like what else can she be? Like what would her character other character be or persona be? And I get and I get that maybe just a little more aggressive. You know what? Honestly, I just this just came to my mind. How you feel about Cody right now is how I feel about Charlotte. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay, I see that. Yeah. And what's crazy is I don't I don't really love Charlotte, but I don't mind her. I I, re I respect her. How about that? I respect right. her. Yeah. So yeah, I just I felt like that segment was pointless. I completely hear what you're saying about yeah. like I beat Oscar. You're next in line, Chief. Mm -hmm. And I'm mm -hmm. just like, Oscar beat you, right? I mean, like yeah, bro. Why, like why why are, you, why are you still getting title shots? Like she like like I understand like, but you already had your rematch. Didn't she already have a rematch? I don't think she did. No? I, I I thought I thought she was saying, "Oh, I'm finally getting my rematch." Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, they took it at Night Champions. Okay, okay, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know what? I guess to be fair, rubber match. But we'll get into how the match ended. So maybe this isn't their last match together. But regardless, yeah. And I just think they need to turn Bianca heel. What are they waiting for? Just turn her heel. Like yes, I was gonna say that too. I, and also, how you feel about Charlotte, bro? I feel about Bianca. Like it's just getting old, bro. Like. And that's why she needs to turn heel. And I felt like it backlash when the crowd like started to go really behind EO. Yeah, and, I and she that. did it. And I did too. That that yeah. I mean, well, the crowd was just awesome, right? But I mean, but mm -hmm. Bianca, Bianca's smart. I mean, all those wrestlers are smart, but most of them know how to work a crowd. And not that she just became boom a heel right off the bat, mm -hmm. but she was playing a little bit into it. Like she was getting a little cockier. She was giving a little reactions back to the crowd. We've seen her in NXT. She's capable of being a heel. She's capable of being like, I want to say a powerhouse, but like mm -hmm. homegirl strong, bro. Yeah, bro. I remember in war games that she was doing the triple power bomb to somebody, yeah. like boom, lift her up, boom. I mean, Bianca's got some strong legs, bro. So I mean, mm -hmm. she needs to come, she needs to turn heel again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And after that, uh Ridge and Sheamus versus Pretty Deadly, bro. I love, I'm gonna be honest, I like Pretty Deadly, bro. They're funny, bro. They're funny, bro. I do. I can't. It's it's bad that I like them, but bro, I do. 
Yeah. Okay, then, then. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Um, but say, wait, say what you have to say about Pretty Deadly first. This is the full thing that we're disagreeing on. Yeah, you think so? And if it works, if it works for you, it works <laughs> for you because what's right for you is not always right for me. You know, my opinion is not the right opinion. It's just my opinion. I I don't care for them at all. I don't like them at all. <laughs> it, it honestly makes sense to Bro. me that they're, that they're being with Austin Theory because Theory's title reign has now become bland. Mm-hmm. It was better. It was better in the first half when he was defending it relatively often on Raw. I get why they won because again, Sheamus is kind of in the giving back part of his career, even though he's still putting on banger after banger yeah, after banger, and he's staying relevant. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, I think I'm just like no, I just see did. them and I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I maybe, just think maybe they'll grow. Maybe they'll grow on me. Yeah, I did see because I felt because I've been watching NXT and the first time I saw him, I was like, what is this, bro? But like. Now I'm like, bro, they're kind of funny, like, and they're good at they're good in the ring. I was like, they have they almost give like modern like uh the rockers vibes, like Shawn Michaels and Marty Janetti. Just like turned maybe, up a notch, you know. Maybe it's just because they kind of remind me of the Spirit Squad. I thought the Spirit Squad was oh, stupid. Oh yeah, okay. I can kind of yeah, okay, 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 yeah. Yeah, see when you make it like that, it's like, yeah, no. Yeah, like, I see what you're saying. But you know what? Again, I'll say this. More often than not, something that I usually don't like initially ends up growing on me. Like, I didn't like Theory. I hated this gimmick with taking a selfie. And granted, they Mm -hmm. changed that. So, I mean, like, he did end up growing on me. I didn't like... What was his name? He's not in the company anymore. Tyler Breeze. I didn't like Tyler Breeze initially. Oh, he's in it. He's... He's... He does the video games with, uh, he plays video games with Xavier Woods. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't know that. I haven't seen uh-huh. him in forever. I didn't yeah. like Tyler Breeze initially, but he ended up growing on me. Okay. So maybe they will. I just, I don't like them right now. <laughs> yeah. Yo, speaking of Tyler Breeze, remember how he had like the thing with Fandango? Yeah, bro, Fandango's an impact, and he goes by Dirty Dango. <laughs> He goes by Dirty Dango. He's like, he's a, yeah, he's an impact. I was like, bro, what? But yeah, that's off topic. But yeah, I just, I want Sheamus to at least win the Intercontinental Championship again. And then I would love to see him with another world title run, but I don't think that's, uh, you know, going to happen. But Same here. At the bare minimum, he deserves an IC title run so he can become a Grand Slam champion. Yeah. And I just, the Brawling Brutes were here, and now they're like, like they were in war games, bro. And now they're like getting fed to pretty deadly. Like, what are we doing? You know? I never personally was that big into Ridge. Um, I mean, I like him more in comparison to Pretty Deadly. Um, I don't know. I just feel like his gimmicks just kind of just being a meat. He kind of reminds me of Mojo Raleigh, to be honest with you. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Um I-, I do still like Butch. I hate his name. I, I just hope eventually. When they break up, the Brawling Brutes and Sheamus break up, Pete Dunn comes back, yeah. and we get a Pete Dunn versus Sheamus feud. I want yeah. the Bruiser weight versus the Celtic Warrior, and I yeah. just beat the heck out of each other, bro. That's yeah. what I want to see eventually. They got to bring that Pete Dunn, bro. That was actually a hot take that I forgot to say when we had our episode about Money in the Bank, was that I feel like they missed an opportunity to bring back Pete Dunn and play his entrance music at Money yeah, in the Bank. Yeah, Money in the Bank, bro. That's what I thought they were going to do. But I was like, but, no one cares about 
put we want nxt uk and nxt pink done you know right and same thing butch eventually did grow on me because i mean he still does kind of have that aggressive factor but just og pete dunn like i remember when pete dunn even changed his theme song and i'm like no go back to the old one like yeah. i like i've 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 seen pete dunn live actually a bit of a fun fact when i went to okay. the royal rumble so i mean oh it, wait i seen him at the uh, i went to a live event when i was with my brother in new mexico okay nice yeah, and um yeah. but like his, his theme song caused a pop you know he was the uk mm-hmm. champ at the time i think but yeah i just the match itself was fine I'm, I'm not saying the match was bad i'm just not a fan of most of those guys and characters um but yeah just that's yeah. all my thoughts on that one yeah all right next up we have Zelina vega took on bailey uh it wasn't really like a nah. I'm gonna take it was a squash match, bro. I don't know why they fed Zelina to Bailey like that. Maybe they're trying to build Bailey back up, but then again, like Zelina has so much potential. Why are you like feeding her to Bailey? You know? Yeah, that kind of irritated me just because I think Zelina is really good. I think the potential, I mean, I don't even want to say potential because Zelina is like mainstream. I mean, she won Queen of the Ring at one point, you know? Yeah. So. I just, I mean, there's no reason that you couldn't have made this a competitive match, but then just have Bailey win dirty, you know? Mm-hmm. So just kind of irritated me. The match wasn't even three minutes. So. Yeah, bro. Vince just loves these two, three minute matches, huh? Because I know Triple H is not doing this, bro. Triple H is not doing this. Surely not, but obviously we don't work there. So exactly. So we technically don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Jay Uso uh, had a promo basically saying that he's ready for Roman. That was pretty much the gist of it. But he was interrupted by Paul Heyman solo. And this is where things got kind of interesting. I thought Jay Uso, I always loved Jay Uso on the mic. I think he's great on the mic. He always gets me fired up. And Paul Heyman solo said, uh, came out, Heyman said, solo is here to enforce the peace. And he said there will be well, there will be a face off between Roman and Jay next week to discuss the terms of the match. And then Paul goes into saying it's all Jay's fault. He's like, it's your fault that Jimmy's in the hospital. It's your fault that Jimmy's hurt. And while Paul's doing that, we see Solo ask for the mic. He puts his hand out like Roman does. And I'm like, oh, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. And Solo speaks for like one of the only times we've heard him speak. And he says, um, it's all your fault too. And he says he'll never forgive he'll he'll never forgive Jay for doing that to Jimmy, for letting that happen to Jimmy. And then they start brawling. And eventually, as things uh start to get crazy, Jay and Paul are left in the ring by themselves. And Jay starts smiling at Paul. And then Solo comes up behind him. But then Jay fights Solo off. And then it's just Paul and uh Jay in the ring again. And Jay hits Paul with a super kick, and we see Paul Heyman sell that kick. He's so good at selling kicks and stunners. I love it so much. I have a theory and question for you. I'll get to you in a minute. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would say overall, good segment. It's not the best we've had in the storyline, but Roman wasn't there. He'll be there next week. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't be too critical. But my um, thing is, like – why you need to be here every week for the storyline like why aren't you like why aren't you here i think he needs to be here every week of to you know to keep us invested you know because once i knew that he wasn't going to be there i was like oh just a 
Raw, like a SmackDown with no Roman. Okay, you know. I hear you. I, I hear what you're saying, but it was still a good segment. It still moved the story forward. And would I would I like it? Roman was here every week, sure, but you gotta let Jay and all these guys stand on their own too. And yeah, I think I think because I think because of this storyline, Jay and the Usos and Solo, for that matter, have become a draw as well. Mm-hmm. Not as huge as Roman, but. They've all made each other better, and I mean, still a little bit of, but still a good amount of people tuning in to see what was going to happen next because the yeah. storyline. So, yeah, um, the, the the pop Jay got was crazy too. So, yeah. So I mean, again, great. I think overall good segment. I agree with you. Jay is good on the mic. He's very passionate. Love what he said about respect everybody in the family, but you, Roman, mm-hmm. you know, you're 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 next. So, little brother, I'm going to give you the butt whooping again that you deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, run it. You know basically call him paul snake again yeah you know again one more thing too to analyze like jay and solo going at it and i obviously they've already wrestled in the tag match but like Mm -hmm. i was really curious to see what was going to happen between them like fighting wise back in backlash when there was that that again just oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. bloodline and Uh solo would tag himself in but then jay went Mm-hmm. <laughs> tagged him like that yeah. like, like just hit his chest and they got each other's face he was like i'm your brother mm-hmm. let's not forget that i'm your brother actual yeah. brother you know what i mean I, I loved that and like to actually see him get face to face again and, and go at it is cool for me mm-hmm. here's my question slash theory for you and if any of you have seen sons of anarchy you'll understand why i'm saying this does the lay that they wear does the lay corrupt let me let, let me elaborate on that. Hear me out. Uh, okay. Jay looked just a little heelish on Friday with uh-huh. the jacket and wearing all black. Mm-hmm. Just a wee bit acting mm-hmm. like the heel to me. Mm-hmm. So he wore it briefly. Obviously, Roman still has it because he's the tribal chief. But mm-hmm. does the lay corrupt? I think it has a potential to because once you put the lay on, I forget the connect term, correct term for the lay, but it's some right. special name. I feel like once you put the lay on, you know that you're in control. So obviously right. some some traits are going to come out that we haven't seen from you, you know? So I'm very curious if I'm if I'm right on that, on yeah. that theory. I think, um, you're, I think you're right. Right, because like, and Solo's already been all business anyway. But but again, like when he held it, it was all like, and then looked at Roman. I mean, just it's like the like just the power, the head of the family, the head of the table. I'm mm-hmm. that guy. It's mm-hmm. like I don't know, bro. It can corrupt anything. Like again, I don't know if you've seen Sons of Anarchy. And for those who are listening, uh... this, oh, okay, well. Kind of, kind of a similar thing of like being the head of the club and being the head mm-hmm. of the table. There's a saying in that show, the gavel corrupts. And that turned out to be true in the show. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that show, by the way. Great show. But um, I just, I don't know. Maybe that's nah, just me. dude, you're right. Re- re- it's a, the beast yeah. of power, bro. That's a real thing, dude. Right. I mean, and I, I tend to read too much into things, but this storyline's had a lot of details. I couldn't help but notice that. Yeah. Uh, next thing was they had a United States was an invitational. So they have two fatal four-way matches. They have one this Friday and we'll have one next Friday. And the winner of those two will face. And the winner of that match will face Austin Theory. So it was Santos Escobar, Grayson Waller, um, AJ Styles, and who else was it? Uh, 
AJ Styles and Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. Oh, 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 Butch. Butch was in it. Butch. Butch. I feel bad. We shouldn't be forgetting about Butch. Like, that's why they need change to be done. But yeah, uh, it was an okay match. Um, I honestly thought Grayson Waller was going to win, but they ended up giving it to Santos Escobar. Uh, AJ Styles eventually left the match because he looked at the screen and saw that Karrion Cross had attacked the Good Brothers, the OC. So he wasn't in the match anymore. And then Santos ended up, we thought they teased that Grayson was going to win, but then Santos came in and stole the, stole the win at the end, which I'm not mad. I'm glad Santos gets the chance to get a, you know, a pretty big match win, but I just, he's not going to be uh, the winner of the next one, which will most likely be LA night, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I agree with you. I mean, Slight hot take. This is the best match of the week, in my opinion, of Raw and SmackDown. Fairly, oh, fairly. of the week? I think so. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Of the week sounds like a crazy take. But honestly, no. No. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm like, well, I mean, like, what else? I mean, we yeah. had an average week of wrestling, right. in my opinion. Uh, so, if- I mean... If the Miz and Champa match finished, then it would have been the best one. But yeah, we got the best wrestling in this match. You're right. Yeah, I mean, definitely best match on SmackDown for sure. And, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, good action. All those guys are very athletic. I mean, it was really nice. You know, just combinations and whatnot. Uh, I I appreciate and respect that the few with Karrion Cross and AJ Styles is going forward, but now just a, a better reason for it. I couldn't help but think back to when Karrion and Cross and Jeff Hardy had that match on Raw two years ago, ended mm-hmm. very abruptly, and Cross said, like, Jeff Hardy just made a huge mistake, and then they never followed up on it. So I, I'm yeah. glad that they're moving this forward with Cross and Styles for a good reason of him attacking the Judgment Day and getting his, not the Judgment Day, I'm sorry, the OC and getting his mm-hmm. attention. Um. I thought the whole just AJ like oh that was a little extra, bro. I said I was like I can't take him serious, bro. I just think, dude, I don't know, bro. It's like he's just not interesting to me. I think it's hard for him. It's gonna be hard for him to bounce back after his first main roster run when Vince first brought him up. But I'm hoping that this first of all, I just want to say AJ Styles deserves better. He needs to be world champion first and foremost because he only has a little bit of wrestling left in him. But I'm hoping that this. Feud with AJ helps Carrion become the NXT Carrion, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and not to go down the rabbit hole of Carrion Cross, I think when Cross came back initially when Hunter was in charge and I thought he started off strong, I thought his feud with Drew, I think like they kind of booked themselves into a corner of like who do they want to like make. make yeah. Didn't they have better. like a weird match too? They had the strap match, the strap which match was, yeah, which was fine. I, I mean, I liked it just because I appreciated that every match at Extreme Rules that year actually had a stipulation, and then they had mm-hmm. the steel cage match, and Drew won that, yeah. and ultimately won the feud. But I don't know. Like, I felt like he started off strong, and then it was kind of like you know, like you know, Triple H would happen, man. Like, like you, like Cross is booked so much better in NXT. You know, like yeah. well, what's going on now? But um. I like that it's moving forward. I mean, both guys are capable of having a very good match. I feel like I yeah. say that a lot, but, but most people on the roster are very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I, I couldn't take the AJ very seriously, but yeah, I liked it. And I, I, I like Santos Escobar. I like that he, you know, getting getting a little more wins, but transitioning now, unless if, if you have more thoughts. Oh, I was going to say, I just thought about this. You know, I think whenever we see Bray again, I think 
he could be a person to help revitalize Carrion and be able to allow us to take him more serious. That's a good point. If done right, would be a great feud. Yeah. Ray Wyatt in of himself is a whole video, bro. But we're so yeah. we'll get down that rabbit hole. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, prayers to Bray Wyatt. I think they said he was suffering from an illness or something, but I don't we don't really know, but I just hope he's okay. Yeah. All right, what were you gonna do? I was gonna just say transitioning, and I agree with you to LA Knight. I assuming LA Knight wins, it just seems like that's the route that they're going on. Yeah, that is a segment on Friday. Um dude, if he doesn't win, match. I give up. If he doesn't win, I give up. I do. So and I, I I have to agree with you on that. And I just want to say this. I kind of thought about during his promo segment, talking about how he's clearly going to be in the Fatal 4-Way and he's coming after Theory. You know, we kind of compared him to Rock and Austin. You know, like kind of was making those analogies of like, he has that vibe with the promos. Like, I read a comment on YouTube because I watched a video called LA Nights, like most savage moments. Mm-hmm. And I read a comment. Whoever said this, if you're watching, strongly agree with you. Mm. LA Knight is taking what made Rock and Austin great, but doing his own version of it. Yeah. He and, just, yeah. Yeah. And to, I guess to kind of play devil's advocate, I, we feel like we've been talking about him not winning money in the bank in a while, but I'm going to say this Steve and Dwayne won mid card or tag titles before they became world champions. Yeah. They were both intercontinental mm-hmm. champions. And they, yeah, you know, so like, so like, most most stars usually keyword usually win a mid card title to kind of build their resume, and then they become a main eventer. So, I I I, I get I can get down with LA Knight being the United States champion and, and yeah. making that title more credible. Yeah, definitely, he can definitely re rebuild the U.S. title up, and then eventually get the world championship down the line. Yeah, and I mean, quite frankly, I mean, if he's getting Tops of the U.S. Bro. champion. That 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 be that's pretty cool, if dude. It's me. so crazy. Without a belt, he gets the loudest pops right now, bro. It's it's crazy. Like he just knows yep. how to work a crowd. Yep. Just yep. let me talk to you. Like let I, me talk like, to I, you. I, I love like, that, bro. Yes. Like yeah. Like I'm. Yeah. Yeah. He bros definitely growed on me more yeah. as like I've kind of been with the crowd. Like I was like, eh, don't hate him, don't like him, but then mm-hmm. I'm like. Oh, like he has it. No, really. Like it. Dusty Rhodes says, he has it. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to go. I'm sorry, super small tangent. Oh, no, no, when, Roman did, when Roman oh, did, when that he did the impersonation, just baby, you got it. Oh, like yeah. it's such, such a good impression, bro. And I love, I just love back at that storyline with Roman and Cody, the sense of realism that Dusty actually did have a relationship with Roman. But mm-hmm. super random tangent, we'll go down that. Yeah, and then the last uh match was Bianca versus Asuka, which surprisingly ended in the note in the DQ. Oh my god, uh, DQ, uh, Charlotte interrupted. Then we see EO and uh Bailey come out and they tease another EO cash in. I don't know why they're teasing the EO cash in if she's not going to actually cash it in, but Asuka ends up getting away and EO is left still with the briefcase. I don't like the early teases. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Um Bailey got missed it too. She did get missed it. Um <laughs> the match is fine, I guess. And yeah. I it was kind of weird that Charlotte was sitting in the front row. Yeah, she acted remember how Bianca 
ended up getting the ticket mm-hmm. like at uh night champion or what was it no yeah was when was that i forget but i can't remember yeah she came with the ticket saying i'm here blah, blah, blah. and they had yeah. charlotte do the same thing but it's not like charlotte was even banned from ringside like bianca was she just showed right like what are we doing that was yeah. one of the things it just seemed like too much was going on and it was just a weird end to the show I will say it was kind of cool to see like Charlotte and Bailey kind of semi interact again because it's yeah. been a while. Mm-hmm. Like cross paths. Um, mm-hmm. Wouldn't mind I would, seeing a show. I don't know. I would like to see that feud. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think Bianca actually sold that spear pretty well by Charlotte. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say filler because it was the main event of the night. It just that just didn't strongly. Bro, resonate you're being generous. It was a it was a filler, bro. Yeah, it was a, it was a main event filler, bro. Like <laughs> that's true. You can tell that they don't put as much time as they need to into the women's division, which is obviously because Roman is the focus on SmackDown. But it just, you know, it was it was a filler, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, I can't I can't deny that. I mean, <laughs> but I, I will say to side the devil's advocate, I feel like a lot of women do have a lot of storylines going on. It's just yeah, it's do. not getting the it's not getting the elbow grease that yeah. it needs. Yeah, and obviously that's part of the reason because the Roman or is just overshadowing everything. Yeah. So it's really it's the the storyline right story, now. Yeah. And then that was that was SmackDown. Like I said, it was pretty mid. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I was I was after I watched it, I was like, I mean, okay. But what else can you do? Just wait till next Friday, you know? It's like I've seen worse, I've seen better. Yeah. Roman's back next week. We'll yeah, we get uh, face Rock, face, Rock's so. back next week on Raw. Yeah, I mean, so we'll Stuff will move forward. Just not everything's going to be perfect. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we're making pretty good on time, actually. So uh, we'll continue with our top ten matches. Uh, I, I'll go first if you don't mind. That's cool. Uh, just because a lot of them are from this year alone. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I won't have much to say on those specific ones. Um, but... I'll actually go ahead and try and get out the rest of my six for the list. So just a bit of a recap. The other four was Taker's trilogy, if you will, two matches versus Sean, the two matches versus Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just a reminder, I, my list, I am going strictly on rewatchability. So the, the list can change. This is just current. And I'm Johnny, I'm sure you can kind of attest to this, that we can sit here and talk about any matches that come to mind and what we yeah. like about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a good match. But, like, obviously, there's only 10 spots. So, mm-hmm. um. I'm just going to quickly name these three. Roman versus Sammy, Elimination Chamber. Okay. Roman versus Cody at WrestleMania this year. And I know it was super recent, but the Bloodline Civil War. Yeah. And all for obvious reasons. So I'll just quickly go through those three mm-hmm. before I go through the other three. Um, Roman versus Sammy just gave me vibes from CM Punk and John Cena and Money in the Bank in 2011, just because of the hometown vibe. The story was great, right? The match is great, but the story was great. I mean, I I just got adrenaline and goosebumps in the match. Sammy's hometown ovation was the best since CM Punk in 2011, in my opinion. I know some people said that, oh, Sammy should have watched it with Sam versus Cody. I see Marin in that, but I'm like, no, Roman's a draw. Can't yeah. we can't let him lose yet? But yeah. just very great match. Crowd was just super into it. I mean, just it. it that match was a pre-workout for me for about a month. Cody versus Roman, I think it's a crime that that hasn't been talked about for match of the year. 
because same thing with its story. And I think I'm a little biased towards that match and other matches at WrestleMania this year, which don't get me wrong. WrestleMania this year was great. I can, mm-hmm. I can say something positive about every match at WrestleMania this year, but that was the main event, like the main event of both yeah. nights. It was the last match of WrestleMania weekend. And when the crowd cheers, when the bell rings, that's when you know you're going to have a good match. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they ring the ring ring the bell, everybody popped at that a little bit. You know, the, mm-hmm. the entrances were phenomenal. I mm-hmm. loved the pianos playing Roman's theme song before he came out. That was freaking cool, dude. Yeah, with the I just yeah. The, the you know, the face off they had. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. always do that at WrestleMania. You got to add that. Just I love it. Gave me goosebumps the first time I saw it when uh Roman did his Oh, uh, but the whole stadium did it with them mm-hmm. perfectly together too. It was so cool. The commentary was great, but then go for the spear, roll up, one, two, kick out, drop him. <laughs> when they go into the figure four, yeah. I mean, like that gave me goosebumps too. And just towards the end, when Cole, Michael Cole caught it, the Cody now with the left jabs and mm-hmm. everybody was popping mm-hmm. at that. I mean, like split second, I was like, Yeah, I was like, it might end. I was like, it might end. I know. I was like, is he about to do this? Like, I was like, just like his father before him with the left jabs. I mean, just great match. Definitely a bit of a shocker that Roman won just because, again, I was genuinely 50-50 on who was going to win. Yeah. I understand understand now, but just great. Great match. I, I've gone back and rewatched that multiple times in its entirety. And the Bloodline Civil War, again, the story was just phenomenal. I mean, they're all family members, you know, so the chemistry was there just and just Roman getting pinned. I don't have to say much about this one because we just talked about it two weeks ago. So those three, so I'm at seven now. So I got three more. So I actually foreshadowed it. CM Punk versus John Cena in Money Mm -hmm. in the Bank 2011. I mean, just that was the first five-star match since I think Steve versus Brett, if I'm not mistaken, at WrestleMania 13. One of the craziest crowds of all time. That is at least a top three, top two. That's up there with ECW one night stand, Cena versus RVD. Yeah, definitely. And just, it does give uh, those vibes too. Right. And like, I remember as a kid, I really can't remember if I watched Money the Bank that year or not. Cause I didn't always get every pay per view, but I, I was invested in that storyline with Punk and like when he dropped the pipe bomb and say what you want about punk he is kind of bitter but i know WWE isn't exactly a perfect company either and loki i do think triple h is right you know punk just wanted to look the best he didn't actually care about what was best for the company but but be all that as it may that match was great mm-hmm. arguably the best match of both men's career and especially because they are friends in real life they've actually mm-hmm. never had any beef seen in punk yeah. you know what i mean and just almost the sense of realism with punk threatening to leave because his contract was coming to an end and the fact that he actually did win the title it's one of the few times that they gave the home crowd what they wanted i mean the match was just insane it almost went on for an hour yeah i'm pretty I mean, sure like, even uh see or john cena said he didn't mind working with punk right yeah they, they never had any problems together yeah I mean, so just the sense of realism in that match is like really, really cool. The crowd was insane. I mean, five five stars, right? You can't beat that. Well, I mean, I guess you can, but when the system gets broken. But nonetheless, I mean, it's just great. I, I could ramble about that match forever. Next, I got to throw in a match on Raw for this one. The Fatal 4-Way 
universal title elimination match. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Big Cass. Okay. I think that was, if I really think about it, that was the last time I was genuinely excited for a Raw main event. I feel like I have to throw a, ma- a Raw match in there just because Raw has been around longer than SmackDown. Mm. Love SmackDown, but Raw is always in the flagship show, whether mm. we like it or not, from a historical standpoint. Mm-hmm. It sucked that Finn, you know, got dislocated the shoulder and his title reign was a day, but they 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 did the best they could with that situation. The match was hype. I mean, like, big cast coming out and going tonight they suck the like just the promo for the match is cool like right before i think everybody looked good at that time in that match even though cast was the first eliminated he looked good dude speaking of him he's in aw now he's big bill I but mm-hmm. dude he I, I i like him bro like like, I want I him to come him back in, to WWE, bro. Like I liked him in WWE. I thought he just needed some work as a heel. He needed yeah. to change a little bit of his attitude and character. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I liked him. I I kind of wanted to see him versus Brock Lesnar at the time. Now, I thought that, that would be that would be crazy. That'd be good. I, that, that, I thought that would have been interesting. But the match was great. I mean, and just the shocking twist of Kevin Owens winning, but how Triple H turned on Seth Rollins was just a genuine shocker i mean the pop and reaction when triple h did kick seth Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i remember reading an article i don't know if it was confirmed but it was a theory there's apparently the rumor was this before that match kevin was told that seth was gonna win but the other three guys were told that kevin was gonna win and when triple h went in the corner and like he said something to kevin apparently he said just go with it mm-hmm. and then hit the pedigree on seth and looked at kevin while he was doing it so apparently kevin's reaction was genuine dang apparently, yeah, the, the rumor crazy. is that it was right he wasn't acting like he was actually like you know what i mean you, you yeah. remember like you know uh-huh. like that like which is why it took him a second to go for the pin. go for it yeah yeah i mean like uh-huh. he was like are you serious i mean like and and you know kevin nash said himself the realest parts of wrestling when you win your first world title and when you get inducted in the Hall of Fame, yeah. so I mean, it just and just Kevin, I mean, it gave me goosebumps getting the title and Hunter Held up his head and just the yeah, like when he screamed mm-hmm. at the same time as the crowd and they all mm-hmm. chanted "You deserve it" at the end. I mean, that was that was just such a great ending to Raw. I mean, 2016 was an interesting year, but that overlap of Kevin Owens becoming World Champion and Goldberg coming back was such a crazy time. That that that, that match that match is cool. It was very hype. Yeah, and and last. Definitely not least, because all these matches are great for me. Team Hell No and Ryback versus the Shield and the TLC match in their debut. Man, those were those were that was a good time in WWE, you know? It was. I just I remember as a kid at the time, I didn't want the Shield to win because I was very black and white. If you're face, I liked you. If you heal, you weren't. Mm-hmm. And I didn't watch that match. I didn't get the pay-per-view that year. But when I went back and watched it the first time, I was like dang bro like dude the work you know, team how no did was so underrated like the therapy it, stuff and everything oh yeah that was yeah. funny and just I, I remember jbl said in commentary he was like it's like if this match keeps going we're gonna lose some awful super awful good superstars because like at that time that with the exception of kane because he was a veteran at the time but at that mm-hmm. time that match showcased the future ryback was all right I, I won't go too much into him i mean just he he was kind of a new version of Goldberg, right? right? But, back. yeah. <laughs> but but he did do good in that. Can't yeah, deny did. that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. 
the shield debuting did a good job just showed how they were just a cohesive team mm-hmm. it low-key gave me just a little ecw vibes with how much they used the weapons i mean seth getting trapped in the ladder and kane just going boom yeah boom, with the chair mm-hmm. uh the spot with the tables all of them were good i mean who doesn't love tables you know seth falling off the huge ladder and all those tables Pain choke slamming Dean through the chair. The crowd was just hyped for the match. Yeah. I just love Dean Ambrose's attitude, like chopping right back, but it doesn't affect him. But they're just like getting each other's face. And Dean's mm-hmm. like, No, I got some more for you. I don't care how big you are. We're the shield. Yeah. Does it again. But then Ryback just chops him to death. Mm-hmm. Loved um, I love the moment where Jerry Lawler called um Ryback came back in the match because he got put through the announce table and Kane and Daniel Bryan were basically done. Like they were just yeah. beat up to death. But Ryback is just like clutching against the shield, doing all the moves on him. And they go, it's now three on one. And Lawler goes, well, it looks like one on three because mm-hmm. he was like just beating them up, the di- beating them up. Just, just hard hitting, great spots. Kane, obviously a little older at the time, but still had some, had some agility left in him. Like he did the clothesline off the top rope to Dean. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched that match in a minute, but in my life, I've gone back and watched that match a lot. Yeah. Just, just, it's just not from a technical standpoint, but it was hype. The crowd was into it and just a lot of adrenaline filled moments. I love adrenaline in my matches. I do. Yeah, if no. you haven't, if you haven't noticed a trend. Yeah. So for now, that is my top 10. All right. Dude, my top 10 is all over the place. I don't even know if I have enough to fill the top 10. I think I'm going to just have nine. But I'm going to just go off the ones that I want to do first. The first one happened last week. It was um, FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. Mm. It was on Collision. And they're having another one. Two out of three falls, one tonight. Bro, J.Y. Juice Robinson uh, versus FTR. Bro, it was it was so great. And one of the matches ended up, Athena versus Willow Nightingale ended up getting canceled. So they had 30 minutes to fill. And, bro, they just put on a banger, bro. Like, they put on a banger, bro. Like, it was like FTR. Like, they went back to their revival days. I'm like, yeah, we're going to show them tonight, bro. Which I hope they end up coming back to WWE. I really do hope. Because they're not even, they haven't done anything with these titles in AEW. Um, Second one. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Roode, NXT TakeOver. This was when um, Adam Cole debuted. Adam Cole debuted, and he attacked Drew McIntyre with Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Roderick Strong or Bobby Fish. I forget which one. I think Roderick Strong came after. Yeah, Strong was it in the Undisputed yeah, Area. So it was Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. And, bro, I remember, like, when I first learned about Adam Cole. And, you know, when you first learn about a wrestler and you start to look at their debuts and stuff. And I saw that debut and I was like, yo, like, this is crazy. Like, and he held the belt over top of McIntyre at the end. And then I was sold. I'm like, bro, Adam Cole is my guy. So I, for now, I'll forever be Adam Cole fan. Can I ask you something real quick? Not to interrupt your list. Is is that is that one of your favorite matches because of the match and the debut of Adam Cole or just because of Adam Cole debuting? No, it's definitely because I'm a Bobby Roode fan too. Gotcha. Yeah. I think he's the biggest what if. Like he could be world champion material, bro. Still now, even. I don't gotcha. even know if he's still signed to a WB contract, but I hope he is and I hope he comes back, honestly. Right. 
Next one is Gargano versus Champa takeover Brooklyn for last man standing. I only have to say anything about that. Those two put on great matches. The history between them, those we're never gonna get those days back. And I just wish that as as far stretched as it is, like I wish we could get that NXT back. You know what I mean? Right. Um, my next one actually is crazy because it includes Ricochet. And it's Ricochet, Adam Cole, take over New York. And just the wrestling in that match, bro. When I watch that match, I still get goosebumps. The things they were able to do, the chemistry they have in the ring, bro, it was just insane. Have you if you have you seen that one? Yeah, you're talking about when Ricochet did the backflip and Cole yes, bottom bro, it. Oh, yes, bro. That match was phenomenal. I yeah, I mean that again, that was just prime NXT. I mean kick out I, it was so hype when ricochet won that match bro like we need we need that ricochet back like you could take that ricochet serious you know yes like he he was he wrestled he didn't just do moves you right. know what i mean yeah that was and, a great match yeah i'm saying and then my last one see this is where i don't know which, which one i want to pick hmm hmm I think I'm going to go I think I'm going to go Becky and Sasha Hell in a Cell um, This was like You haven't seen that one? I forget Becky what Becky and Sasha? Yeah, Becky and Sasha Hell in a Cell let me, let me figure out what year it was Did I just forget about that? I thought, I thought it was Bailey and Sasha Yeah, it was Becky and Sasha Hell in a Cell What year was this, dude? I just watched it on too long ago did I just 2019, forget? 2019, 2019, 2019. Dude, I just completely forgot about that. I don't know I if it's just because I'm biased and you know, I like Becky Lynch, but she's not even the reason I like this match. It was because Sasha too, like, especially because like we have we haven't got a lot of women telling the cell matches. Mm-hmm. And when I first watched this match, I was like, "Yo, this is like a slept on banger, bruh. Like, you know the move, I don't know what it's called, the move Sasha does where she, like, runs and, like, hits you with both her knees at the same time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? It was yeah. that, and it was, like, a crazy spot on the side of the cell. And it just looked like it just, like, murdered Becky, bro. I was like, this is really, like, they're really showcasing how, like, aggressive and gruesome, like, women's wrestling can be. And I right. think we that's what we need more. Like, imagine, bro, imagine Rhea and Raquel in the Hell in a Cell, bro. Like, tell me that wouldn't be a banger, bro. Like, if done bro, correctly. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, we need more women's matches with crazy stipulations like that. But I think that's all I'm going to do because I don't want to get too crazy right now. Yeah. So, yeah, FTR, Bullet Club Gold, Drew versus Rude. Uh, Gargano, Champa, Last Man Standing, and um, Becky, Sasha, Hell in the Cell, twenty nineteen. Takers for WrestleMania matches: Sean and Triple H, uh, Roman versus Sammy, Roman versus Cody, Bloodline Civil War, Punk versus Cena, Money in the Bank, uh, the Fatal Four Way Universal Title, and Shield debut. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I meant to say, did I say Ricochet Adam Cole at the end? Yes. Or, okay. No, just. Just much now, but okay, yeah, yeah, you just yeah, said Ricochet, Adam Cole. Yeah, bro. That's a wrap for this episode, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Enjoyed our takes. Very hot takes, some of us, both of us at times. 
But yeah, uh, it wasn't really that interesting of a week, but it was another week of wrestling, so we can't complain. Uh, make sure to be on the lookout for next week's video. Hopefully, we'll have some good content to come out about the Roman and Jay face-to-face. But we thank you all for watching another one. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Thank God for Wrestling Pod. Once again, I'm Johnny King with my host, CJ McClure. Anything you want to say, CJ? Thank God for wrestling. Yes, sir. Thank God for wrestling. We'll see you guys in the next one.